Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He just got there, Rabbit. With so much happening this week, uh, the Teamless Tuesday podcast shaped up to be an interesting one, but unfortunately had some audio file issues and then corrupted and whatnot and couldn't put it out for you guys, but since then there's been so much that's come out of this round. I think this round's going to shape up for a huge one. We've obviously got the returns of Ryan Pappenhausen. How is that going to affect the Melbourne Storm and is that going to take them to that next level that we haven't seen from them yet? Uh, is Nico Hines going to slot in at six? There's so many, many unanswered questions. I mean, how are the Warriors going to bounce back with all their injuries? Uh, the Tigers flying high after a good win, but Turbo's back. Is that going to dampen the spirits in Tiger Town? And of course, Jerome Luai is also back for the Panthers. There's there's a host of host of stories that come out of this teamless Tuesday. A host of host of stories that come out of this round and how it's going to affect Supercoach. Uh, Tohu Harris' season is officially done with the ACL injury. Teams are struggling for trades. We're going to have to find a replacement for those. Uh, yeah, let's pretty much just get straight into the Supercoach preview with the buy, the holds, and the sells. You guys seem to really enjoy the sort of top five breakdown from last week, so we're going to continue that on with this week. Look, the top five buys for this week, we've got number one with Reid Marnie. Look, I was uh, initially a huge fan of this, and then you look at Parramatta draw, and then uh, you realize that just how tough the opposition is. We look at previous scores that Reid Marnie's had. I'm not solely against this. It's just how, how he's going to use those big middlemen attacking, getting forward. Um, he is the best hooker option that's available. I think Harry Grant will be my play if he can get the start for the rest of the year. But uh, Reed Money's definitely probably the best second option. Just worried about the draw they've got coming up. Number two is Payne Haas. No surprises here. The bloke has been on fire week in, week out. Uh, the departure of Matt Lodge opened up for him with the suspension of TPJ as well. And now the TPJ has moved to the Penrith Panthers. Uh, really, really like this move to, to bring in Payne Haas. He is probably the best replacement for Tohu if you can get... Um, some dual positions to work around that. Number three, Ryan Madison, the best 2RF replacement in my opinion. Uh, it looks like Maddow is back to what we saw of him. Um, back playing 70 plus minutes, good base. Uh, the attacking stats were there last week, but even um, the week before the bye, he put out, I think it was 65 in base. So really impressive signs from Maddow there and uh, definitely what we want to see from him moving forward. Number four is an interesting one. It's Tom Travojevic, and, and by don't don't mean to say I'm not going to get Turbo, obviously, but surprisingly that a lot of teams don't have him in already. He's currently traded in by 3.4% of teams, which is about 1,750 people. Um, I would just expect people have Turbo, uh, but I guess if you did miss the jump, you were waiting till after Origin to bring him in, so no time like now to bring him in, playing against the Tigers um, in a pretty good matchup where the Tigers do like a lot of points to fullbacks. And number five, Adam Dewey, a guy that uh, set the world on fire last week, back in his primary position of 5'8". Um, really, really like him, especially with the jewels that he's got. If you're going to move some guys around and, and potentially have a stopgap, some people may have had AJ at fullback or, or moving some things around to get 
Adam Dewey in the team until uh, it all sorts itself out for teams with the run home, then I definitely like Adam Dewey as a play. I uh, like him as a buy. Him at 5'8 uh, is his best position. And the Tigers have been putting up some points um, in, I would say, recent weeks, but it's probably only last week. But when they are attacking, uh, it's good footy for, for him. He's definitely on the end of a lot of attack chances. And the Tigers also have a really, really good draw coming up. Um, look, I will skip on number six and number eight, nine, and ten. I just want to highlight number seven, which is Nico Hines, and I do not understand this trade whatsoever. Um, I hate this trade more than I hate the Jason Saab trade personally. Um, just with with uh, Nico Hines, why would you be getting him now? Like I can understand maybe five weeks ago getting him in, um, but the fact that Pap is named back at fullback, and all reports are that Pines will go back to the bench. Um, I don't really see him playing centre, and it's just a an 840k buy for essentially one week of action. And he might not even be playing fullback this week. He, I think he'll go to six uh, with Pappenhausen coming onto, onto the fullback. So I just don't understand it. Moving into the top five cells, no surprises here that a lot of them are dominated by injury. Uh, we've got Tohu Harris speaks for himself. We're going to have to sell Tohu, unfortunately. It's 490k sitting on the bench that really could be used elsewhere. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, the injury happens. We thought he was good to go. He wasn't. It's just a, a nightmare for Supercoach owners. Number two, Alex Johnston. Look, this one, and I say it most weeks, I think it's very subjective. If you have the cover um, for AJ, I can definitely get around holding him. We'll look at who the best options to sort of replace him with are uh, in the in the listener Q&A. But for me, this one's on the fence. If you have the cover, I'd definitely be holding AJ. But I can definitely get behind a seller as well. Either way, the run home isn't uh, fantastic, but it's not um, it's not too bad either. So this one could go either way, personally. Number three is Carl Lawton. No surprises here. Has the back issue, uh, but also finds himself back to the bench when he is returning. Carl Lawton um, did a good job for the couple of weeks he was starting, pumped out some nice attacking stats. Uh, but now Josh Hughes is back in the side uh, and the emergence of Hanwell Olakowatu. Uh, there's just no room for Schuster in the starting lineup. And considering he is nearly 500k, you move him on, bank the cash and use it elsewhere. Number four in the most sold list, Joseph Sawali, 246k, uh, out with the injury. So, like I said, no surprises here that a lot of these guys are injured and don't have a place in people's teams. Number five is the only person not injured on this list, and it is Jaden Braley. Now, considering we just touched on the fact that Reed Marnie is the most popular player this week, um, I would very, very be, I'd be very, very surprised if this trade wasn't a straight Braley to Marnie um, with a bit of cash in hand. So if you're doing that trade, I can get behind it. Um, there's also some other okay hooker options as well um, that there have been some questions for the listening Q&A that we will touch on. Um, I just want to highlight number nine on this list is Jason Saab. Now, Saab is 518k, and I just I don't understand the sell uh, because... I guess maybe people are getting some FOMO because of the outputs he's had the last couple of weeks. Um, but as we touched on, when Saab is playing with Turbo, he averages nearly 65. When he's playing without Turbo, he averages less than 20. And we've seen the worst of Saab with Turbo back in the side with a pretty good matchup. And the fact that AJ is also injured as well, I'm not really understanding why people are moving on from Saab this week. Just because, just considering how um, the output we know he can do when Turbo's in, in form and, and putting him through gaps and... Yeah, for me, I'd just be holding Saab as okay cover for AJ for the run home. Captain of the Oz. Moving into captains this week, and look, for me, my eyes light up at the Seagulls-Tigers matchup. Turbo's back, fresh. There's a couple of okay VC options earlier in the week. Uh, we've got the Roosters and the Knights. Unfortunately, can't do anything with Teddy or Ponga, um, but we can look at someone like a Sam Walker if you're wanting to, to take the chance on him performing like he did last week. We look at the Cowboys and the Storm. You could VC a host of these guys. 
the way the Melbourne Storm are playing at the moment, they're flying high. Uh, you've got guys like Jerome Hughes. You've got guys like Nico Hines that are pretty easy. Uh, VC plays. The Rabbits taking on the Warriors, although he didn't fire too hard last week against the Bulldogs. This one has Cody Walker written all over it for a VC. I understand Latrell Mitchell is back, does lose AJ, but I still think Cody Walker uh, is a viable VC option and can create something out of nothing uh, and definitely worth the, ri- the risk-free gamble on him. Um, but as I said, all eyes do point towards Turbo playing the Tigers. If that doesn't tickle your fancy, you've obviously got the Panthers taking on. Uh, the Broncos are a pretty good matchup there for any of those Panthers guys. Brian Toto, um, especially, we know, with him getting at least one try, it's about 100 points for him. Uh, the Titans Dragons, if you wanted to gamble on David Fafita getting um, some big attacking stats, it wouldn't be a bad game for him. And also the Bulldogs versus the Sharks later in the round. So there is some pretty good friendly matchups uh, for any kind of captaincy options. But for me, personally, all eyes are pointing towards Turbo. Uh, I just don't see how he... I'm going to put the mocker on him, but I don't see how he's going to fail us this week. Uh, the Tigers do like a lot of points to fullbacks, even against the Broncos last week. We saw they did concede about 24 points um, just in terms of NRL and... No disrespect to the Broncos, but Manly are on a whole different level to what they are. And if they can put 24 points on the Tigers, and I think Manly, uh, with Tommy Turbo back, Daly Cherry Evans, um, Jake Trevojevic back as well, I think it's going to be a big, big game for those boys. All right, moving into Q&As. Look, a lot of these have been dominated heavily by Alex Johnson, Tohu Harris. So let me get my thoughts out there pretty quickly on those two things. Alex Johnson, if you don't have the, the cover for him or if you're pushing for overall points, I would definitely trade him out. Look at bringing in uh, some definitely good pot options, some great pot options to move for Alex Johnson for around the same price would be. Guys like Dane Gagai is a, is a decent handcuff option. If the ball's going left, we know Gagai's going to get it. Uh, a lot of people are looking at Greg Marzu. I mean, he's got an okay base of about 35 or so on average. Um, but I'd much prefer Corey Thompson, actually, from the Titans. I think he'll be back playing on the left. Uh, that's the Titans' strike side. Definitely can see Corey Thompson uh, revitalizing the form that he showed uh, earlier in the year to get his average back where it was. Uh, Josh Adokar, if... Um, the Storm are going to be scoring a bunch of tries. Ado Car has quietly gone about his work. He's averaging 63. Um, you can always take a chance on someone like uh, Matty Cavallo as well, uh, obviously scoring a bunch of tries for the Roosters on that side of the field. And we say it every week, but Brian Toto 2.0, Daniel Tupo, uh, continually puts out mid-50s without a try. So when he finds that attacking output, I definitely can see him uh, getting up to around 70 or so with a consistent um, workload each week. And, and obviously with the attacking stats and the fact that he is a very, very good target under the high ball. So straight off the bat, there is a couple of good options to replace you guys like uh, Alex Johnson, if you are trading him out. Obviously, Brian Toto as well, if you don't have him. Ruben Garrick as well. Um, these guys, you can move on for him if, if, he, if they aren't in your team. As for Tohu Harris, there's actually a plethora of options of guys that you could bring in. If you have jewels, uh, the world is your oyster. You could do a lot of things and, uh, and move some pieces around. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. They seem pretty obvious, but there's still teams that don't own David Fafita, don't own Isaiah Papali'i, or don't own Angus Crichton. Corey Hadawiranaira is obviously a great shout as well. Averaging 68, only owned by less than 15% of teams. Uh, we'd see the move of Tavita Pangai Jr. going to the Panthers. I wouldn't be going near this at all with a stick. I really don't like um, this move for him and any super coach relevance. He'll probably start with Fisher-Harris out for a couple of weeks, but after that, I, I wouldn't be touching 
uh, to be the pen guy. You've obviously got Tyson Frizzell, who's one of my favorite pickups to, to replace um, Tohu Harris. I mean, Tyson Frizzell's averaging 67. The Knights have a fantastic run home, only owned by 4.7% of teams. Um, does have a pretty high break even this week, so we could wait a week on that. Uh, Ryan Madison as well is another fantastic shout averaging uh, 67 as well, but the last couple of weeks has shown the form that um, put him in elite status. We obviously got Cam Murray uh, averaging 66. He's another pretty good option to replace Tohu with. Uh, Payne Haas as well. Like He is back finding the form that we know that he can find. Um, Payne Haas, if you have the dual eligibility to swing him up top. Mitch Barnett, also named on the edge uh, with no locking Fitzgibbon. That was only seeing good signs for him. Probably not someone I'd look at bringing back in, but if he's in your team and you've held him this long, um, it's obviously great signs for you. For me, I'd rank them with Payne Haas being the number one option, then probably Ryan Madison, and then uh, Tyson Frizzell, if he didn't own the three guys up top, as I said, in Fafita, Papali'i, and Angus Crichton. So hopefully that answered a lot of the Q&A questions um, surrounding AJ and surrounding Tohu Harris. Um, I won't be answering multiple questions like that in the Q&A. I just sort of wanted to do one big roundup. Moving on to the aforementioned listener Q&A. Alex Brigo asks, Sean Johnson to Jerome Hughes with only two trades left or save them for injuries? I think if you've only got two left, you've just got to save for injuries. I'm in the same boat as you, mate. I only have two left. I've got SJ, um, but I also have Tohu and AJ. I think you've just got to replace those guys um, rather than replacing SJ and only play SJ based off matchups. Another one here is surrounding SJ from Liam. He asks, is Sean Johnson a sell to Adam Dewey? I think it depends on trades. If you've got more than five trades up your sleeve, definitely roll the dice on that. If you've got less, I'd probably just be holding for injuries. We saw this week, it's just a how um, depleting they can be, especially when a lot of super coach relevant guys um, tumble up and, and fall down all in the one week, which is what we saw last week, which was huge. And I think it's going to have a big impact on teams. Like, as I said, if you've got the trades up your sleeve, go Dewey. If not, you're just going to have to hold SJ and hope that he comes back. Bainon asks, is KP still your second option um, for the run home for fullback? He's not my second option in my team, um, but I still think he's definitely up there in, in the top three for fullbacks coming home. I think Turbo's unmatched as to how much he's going to produce. And then you could probably toss out between Pappenhausen and KP. The fact that KP has lost the kicking duties does um, put a little bit of gripe next to his name for me. Um, I do like Reese Walsh. I've made that no secret. I like Walsh with the draw they've got and the fact that he is goal kicking. But I think it's all going to come down to Pappenhausen. If Nico Hines does manage to slot into centre uh, for the run home, what's happening with the goal-kicking duties? Or is Nico going to roam and take some ball off Pap and, and whatnot? That's probably the big question mark. With Ponga, you know it's safe. You know his playmaking output. You know that the draw they've got coming home is, is phenomenal. So I'd probably just edge KP slightly second. A non-supercoach-related question from... Uh, Nama Namaria, if I've pronounced that wrong, I apologize. But they asked game of the week. Um, look, I think this, I think we're blessed with a pretty good game tonight, actually. I think the Eels-Raiders is going to be a lot closer than what people think. I think the Raiders could put up a little bit of a fight. Um, but I also am looking towards that Titans and Dragons matchup. There's a pretty, there's a fair few games that I think will end in blowouts. I mean, you look at the Cowboys Storm, you look at the Rabbits Warriors, you look at the Seagulls Tigers, Panthers Broncos. None of those games really excite me in terms of good quality footy. Uh, but I think, yeah, we're treated to an okay game. Uh, the Eels are missing Mitch Moses, the Raiders are missing Jack Whiten. I think there could be a, a good matchup there, good grit and grind. Obviously, the history between Ricky Stewart and Parramatta, I definitely could see that one. Probably being the game of the round on the very first night, personally. Jono asks, I have Fado, Moses, and Holmes. Should I drop them all? 
Jeez, if you think your team is in a, a rough stage, shout out to this guy that has uh, Hamiso, Mitch Moses, and Valentine Holmes. Um, I'd probably look at getting rid of uh, Hamiso and Moses. I'm, I'm not sure what's happening with Moses and his broken back. Um, but Holmes, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago, I'd just be holding Holmes for the run home. There's probably no clear-cut better options to be trading him out for now that AJ's out as well. So I'd probably just hold Val and look at trading out uh, Hamiso and Mitch Moses. Nat McKay asks... TPJ Panthers, less minutes, better team, possibly more attacking stats, holding, but is he a play in your 17? I I can't get behind this. I just don't see it being the, the ideal fit for both parties. What's he going to get? Maybe 25, 30 minutes off the bench as an impact player. We saw him do good with those minutes in the, the Broncos at the start of the year this year, but I just I just can't go near TPJ in a new environment. Um, I, I just, yeah, I, I don't think it's a, a fantastic pickup. I don't think it's going to add the spark that the Panthers need it to, um, but I don't think it's going to benefit TPJ a whole lot either, unfortunately. Uh, I'd probably be giving that one a miss and maybe selling even and uh, banking the cash and going elsewhere. Regular contributor uh, DB Less asks, worth getting in Cleary, um, and it will cost me two or three trades playing, um, with, with trades left playing game day, with only five left. I mean, yeah, sorry, that question's worded a little bit weird. I think you're asking, is Cleary worth getting despite only having five trades, knowing it's going to take you two or three to get him in? And I don't think so, personally. I was always in the Cleary camp of, if you trade him, that's it for you for the season. Uh, it's going to cost you a mid, two mid-range guys and enough to really get him back in. And I just don't see that being worth it with how little trades people have. Um, so for me, I'd definitely be giving Cleary a miss, just hoping he comes back and averaging, I don't know, say only 80 points or whatever uh, for the run home. Uh, G. Evans asks Adam Dewey and Luchan Lelua solid options for the run home. I think Lelua is a, a bit of a pod shout. Uh, we know what he can do with some attacking stats and um, could definitely up there averaging 70-odd with the likes of the, the aforementioned guys we mentioned before for selling Tohu. As for Dewey, uh, made it no secret that I really like the pickup um, if he's playing 5-8th. Uh, Jasper Mann asks, what's your highest Supercoach score ever? I mean, if you're asking for like overall scores, I have a 59th and a 62nd to my name in the last couple of years. Uh, if you're asking for most like highest score um, like ever, like for, for the week, I mean, I didn't get on any of the massive scores this year, like the the 17, 18, 800s. Um, but I did have a year. I did have a score in 2019. I want to say I got 1650, which I think was third highest for the week there. So. A couple of big scores, a couple of decent overall performances uh, moving forward, and hopefully we can get back to that form next year. Uh, Harry Lloyd asks, is Maddo draw proof for the run home? If he can just continue the base, yeah. I mean, we might not see the attacking stats to get him up to 130, um, but if he can continue to put out the base and get 75, then obviously we'll definitely uh, take that. Uh, TZDHC underscore says, what you saying, my bro? I got one trade left and can afford Cleary or Pap. If you got one trade left, bro, you're not going to get any of those. You're going to hold that trade for dear life and just hope that um, you can cover for some injuries later in the year. People think that we don't... like. People still think we have a, like not much time left. We've still got six rounds of footy, and to, to have one or two trades left is just not good. Uh, and I'm in the same boat as myself. I've only got two trades and, and three injuries, so it's not, not ideal. So... Yeah, I think you just have to forego those gun guys and just hold the team you've got for the run home. Yeah, Kaz asks, is CHN a play this week? And I think he is. Um, look, against the Eels, I expect this to be a pretty tight matchup uh, going either way. And uh, I can definitely see CHN just pumping through some some workload. We know the attacking stats are there, but um, the base has always been a concern. Um, we just have to hope that... CHN can can get back to that base workload we've got. Um, I think if you have the ability not to play CHN, your team must be pretty loaded because he's one of the first names in my side. 
All right, guys, that's going to wrap up the listener Q&A. And I just wanted to have a, a little chat before we wrapped up. Um, obviously, this year, the podcast and whatnot, it's been fantastic. Doing it as a solo mission is a bit of a, a bit of a slog some, some weeks. I won't lie. It's uh, sometimes hard to find the motivation to record. And that's why I'm pretty proud to announce the fact that next year, um, I will be joined by a full-time uh, co-host. I won't reveal who it is yet, but they are a pretty big Supercoach personality. They know what they're talking about. They're currently ranked um, 200th or so this year. Uh, they do a lot of content over on Twitter as well. So there's a couple of clues as to who it's going to be, and they do know their stuff definitely. And the page is probably going to go under a little bit of a rebrand, not so much um, the the Supercoach Whisperer page, but the podcast more not, more than more than whatnot. So thinking of some name ideas, some... Um, yeah, color designs, whatnot, how we're going to have it presented, whether we're going to go down the live stream route on Facebook and then put it out on the platform um, that you guys are listening to now afterwards or whether we're going to keep it pretty similar. Uh, if you guys have got this far in the podcast and have any suggestions for improvements next year and things you want to hear us talk about, um, let us know. It's something I'm very, very uh, happy to announce considering I think a two-man show is going to work best. I, I have so much fun recording with other guests. Obviously, we had Sav on last week. Uh, I'm pretty sure, all fingers crossed, I'm going to get Tim Moody on, who's currently ranked first overall, to jump on on Sundays and, and round up the round with me as well. I enjoy having a second person on. It makes things so much more organic and natural. Um, and, and yeah, so if you guys, like I said, if you've got this far and you have any suggestions for what you want to hear next year on the pod, um, please let me know. I can pass it on to um, who the pod, who the, the co-host is. I said a couple of clues there. If you can guess who it is, I will... Uh, yeah, I just I'll just tell you before it's announced. No, nothing, uh, no prize or anything. But yeah, keep your friends close, keep your pods closer. Have a good round this week. Good luck. Have fun. Uh, we're nearly there. We're nearly done, guys. The secret to summer ready skin is here. Osea's number one best selling Andaria algae body oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.